Welcome friends to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. How to pull yourself out of depression. Hi, I'm Diane here with some comments, some tips, and some of the things I have done to pull myself out of depression. When I was younger, I was really, really intense, and I was prone to depressive times, though nobody really called it that. When I look back, I saw how depressed I was. And I was withdrawn and pulled in, and I was misunderstood a lot, being gifted and sensitive and an empath, and none of those words were around then. I just didn't feel right. And now I'm thinking about this pandemic and the malaise and the doldrums and the depression and the stuff that comes with all of these things. and. So I wanna share with you some tips of how I pull myself out of depression and the way I guide my clients to get perspective and begin to be in the solution and honoring their journey, right? So one of the things I do is I have several Tibetan singing bowls. This is one of my favorites. And sometimes I just stop what I'm doing Take a few long, deep breaths and go. And I allow the sound to go deep within and radiate out into the universe so that I can feel reconnected to myself again. It relieves a lot of the depression, but let me put this down. I love that bowl because it just calms my system. And we all have some kind of sound that feels really calming to us. Some people it's piano or guitar or a singing bowl or chimes. It matters that we start to learn what it is that feels good to us. So when you talk about depression, a lot of people mislabel it. They don't really understand it. They use that word to, as an umbrella term for feeling heavy or no motivation, not wanting to get off the couch. But you know, there's agitated depression where somebody's going, 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 and really when they slow down, they can notice that they're feeling heavy. There's lots of different kinds of depression and causes of depression, and this is not a podcast episode about all the diagnostic criteria. If you want that, put it in the comments and I'll give you one of those at another time. This is a way, this is a podcast that I've designed to give you some real tips to pull yourself up not to go into denial, not to medicate or avoid, but to give yourself permission to raise your energy. Because see, I look at depression on an energy frequency, I guess, is kind of like the subwoofers. It's really low and it's very heavy sometimes. And it's not all bad. It gives us a message, but sometimes we don't want to get stuck there, right? So I have six tips for you. Six things that you can do to help pull yourself up. I have used these myself. As I've said, I have been really prone to these kinds of depression things throughout my life. 
particularly when I was younger and I didn't have as much understanding, but I can still feel that heavy energy. In fact, I've described it before, like I'm walking along, life is just fine and this like heavy wet blanket just boom, comes over top of me. And sometimes it's in an instant. Sometimes I feel it coming on slow. So I've learned how to use some of these strategies at, in a real effective way to keep my energy where I want it and keep myself moving in a way that serves me, that feels good to me, and that does not give the power to the heaviness, right? So tip number one is to get really curious and to allow yourself to go, huh, well, this is interesting. I'm feeling this or I'm feeling that or I feel this in my gut feels funny or man, my head is all that, you know, feeling all wacky. What is it? Where is the feeling? What is happening? Get curious about it because different forms of depression might show up differently. I have a client who, whenever he calls it malaise, he feels this malaise going over him. His stomach will start acting up and his sleep patterns will get disturbed. So then we do some work, the two of us. I help him as his mentor to release the, the stuckness of his own inner energy that's got his nervous system out of whack so that he can sleep and rest again and feel safe and so that his food can digest properly. So there's strategies beyond the initial ones to help. And that's what I do all the time with people. So one of the things we wanna do is get curious. What is this about? Is it something from the outside that I'm picking up on? Maybe because I'm an empath and I'm sensitive, or maybe it's me telling myself a story in my head that's creating it. Oh, it's gonna be a rotten day. Oh, the weather's terrible. Oh, this, oh, that. Well, pretty soon you're gonna start feeling heavy if your thoughts are heavy. So you wanna get curious first and foremost so that you then can decide what strategy you wanna use or you may not wanna do anything. You might wanna say, you know, it's okay if I feel a, a little bit poopy today and I don't feel so great, I can be okay with that too because it's not all bad. You know, we wanna make friends with our emotions and our feelings and our experiences because every part of you is vital and amazing and worthwhile and there's no part of any of us that is wrong. So if you feel, feel a little down, that's okay. You just don't wanna get stuck there, okay? So tip number two is to realize that cardiovascular exercise is the number one antidote for depression. When our energy starts going down, the first question I say to myself is, when was the last time you moved? Like moved, not just walking around, but moving. So that my heart rate elevates, so that I can have cardiovascular movement. My lymph system can clean out the toxins in the gook that can make me feel depressed, right? My Lungs can circulate more air so things don't get trapped in my system and I feel all heavy. That my muscles can move and work. And so it's so important to say, okay, when was the last time I was active? And if you haven't been active, active in a while and been doing cardiovascular something, whether it's cleaning the house, riding a bike, going to the gym, Sometimes I just get up from my computer and I turn on some dance music and I dance around or I do jumping jacks, something in order to move the body because the brain chemistry adjusts immediately when you start doing cardiovascular exercise, raises out, up your energy, pulls you out of the depression and cleans the toxins out of the body. It's necessary for our health. And these days where we're all home so much or we're sitting around or people always just doing electronics, they're not moving enough and it's not good for us. We're meant to move a lot.
Number three is to be willing to let go of the part of you that is getting you stuck. Most of the time for the people I work with, it's their thinking is people tend to think, oh, it's a terrible day. It's going to be a rotten day. Oh, this pandemic. Oh, this bad thing. Oh, I don't know about this. And they get the fear and they get the, the naysaying kind of negative gookie energy going in their head over and over. And they obsess on what could go wrong. They obsess on what, what the problems are. And that in turn creates a sense of depression in the body because everything we think is, of course, reflected in our body. So if I start thinking really negative things all day and I feel all ooh, then my body's gonna feel gooky by the end of the day. Think about this. When you, when you were a child, you probably made up a day where you were, I'm sick, I can't go to school. And then everybody else went to school and magically, by the time your friends and your siblings were getting out of school, you started wanting to feel better. That was your plan, but you didn't feel good. Well, because you spent all day faking being sick, you gave that message to your body and therefore you ended up not feeling well. So our brains are very powerful. They create the experience. So we want to pay attention to the words we use, right? And how we do it. So the next step is all about paying attention to the words. Do not use words that trigger the situation. So you've heard me use words like gooky, goofy, icky, right? Those do not have the same words. Oh, I'm depressed. Oh, it's terrible. Because see, language has with it an energy component, especially in our cultures. So depression is a big one. I think, oh my God, I have depression. I need medicine. I need this. Now I'll never get out of this. And, and we start playing the tape. Most of the tape isn't even ours. It's a collective consciousness of the culture. So I use words that do not promote that kind of thinking and that kind of feeling. So I go, interesting, well, this, this feels kind of funny. Like, ooh, this feeling in my leg feels a little goofy, ooh. And I move it around and I act a little goofy for it, with it. And then I can start seeing what the message is. Or maybe my chest feels a little anxious. Instead of saying, oh, I have anxiety and creating a panic attack, which I see people do often, and then they make themselves mentally ill, when you could say, huh, what's this tightness? Let me take a few deep breaths here and let me get some air and expand my system and see if it stays. So we can combine the curiousness with really shifting our words around using different language. I've had people come to me many times over my career as a therapist and, and as a mentor saying that they were depressed. And as I asked the second and third and fourth questions, I start realizing that a lot of the people simply either have a lot of negative self-talk or the bigger issue is they're grieving. And grief is a conflicting massive emotion. And if somebody is sad and they don't know what to do with the grief, it feels heavy. But we treat grief and malaise and depression maybe a little bit differently sometimes. So the label and the words can really make a difference in how you move forward. So I try to use words that do not have all those energy meanings so that we can see what's really going on on a systemic level. Is the vagus nerve dysregulated and we need to get the nervous system together? Is your biology off because you're dehydrated or you're eating a bunch of junk food, right? Is your mind saying all kinds of things that are creating toxic emotions? Or are your emotions maybe conflicted and it's affecting the way you're thinking? Those are all very different. And we 
help people differently and we help ourselves maybe a little bit differently. So step five is about being creative, right? And allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to seek solutions in multiple ways because there's not one answer. There's never one answer. There's multiple answers, especially if you're gifted or you're an empath or you're sensitive, or maybe this has been an energy thing that's kind of been around. Like I have really heavy, intense energy naturally. I'm an empath, I feel everything, and it's really easy for it to start closing, right? But what happens is now that I have more, much more awareness, I'll go, oh, okay, here we go. Stuff is trying to be, get a little goofy here. So I play a game or I make it fun. And then I start seeing solution and opportunity and possibilities that I couldn't see before. The curiosity, like I mentioned before, is what opens the door to possibilities that are greater than we think. And the sixth step, the sixth tip, I guess I want to give you is to make sure you have help, um, support. Our human brain re requires connection to others of the same species in order to thrive. Now, if we're isolated and we're all by ourselves all the time, then we might live, but we may not be thriving. So you want to have a buddy or you want to have a mentor. That's what I do with people. Or you might want to have a coach. A lot of people do coaching. Um, you might want to have a therapist or a counselor, somebody who will listen to you unconditionally, hear what you're saying, and most importantly, hear what you're not saying. Because a human need is so important to be heard. And part of what people call depression is just they're not being heard. Either people are moving too fast or there's a mismatch in language set, so they just don't, they don't feel heard or other people are hurrying, there's all different options. And so you wanna find somebody who gets you, someone gets me, right? Or somebody that can hear you. And not only hear the words, but hear the feeling, hear what your spirit's saying, hear what you're not saying. You know, I have a couple people in my life that sometimes I might just call and start talking and just the connection raises my energy and I don't feel so heavy and depressed. Other people I might call and say, boy, I really need somebody to listen to me because I've got stuff going on and I need to determine if it's real or not real or do I get upset or what do I do? Because see, our brains fill in all of the stories that we don't know the answers to. So our brains are always making up stories and not all of them are true. So by speaking to another person and having other perspective and unconditional listening, deep listening to you when you feel heard, then that's a game changer because then you can begin to see more clearly the road and which of the many, 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 many possibilities and opportunities are right for you in that moment. Now, it's also important to understand, I believe, that what worked for you before may not work now and what didn't work before might work now. So it's important to have flexibility in all of this, right? I pull myself out of these heavy times by being flexible. Sometimes being an empath and taking on the energy, especially with this pandemic and just all the things going on, it's sometimes difficult for me to play. So I go skip around on purpose or I make myself put the play energy going, whatever that might be. It doesn't really matter. It matters that I do it though, because we have to be willing to release the part of us that's trying to drag us down so that we can go be elevated. 
just like a hot air balloon with those tethers, you know, that come down, we have to be willing to cut those tethers. Some people have what I call um, the badge of honor syndrome, right? Where I've lived through this terrible thing or I've survived this terrible thing. And because they call themselves that and they use it as their identity and it's their identifying marker of who they are, like I'm depressed, you know? Then if you're gonna claim that as that is your identity, you have to be willing to let go of that as your identity because you're more than that. You are not your depression. You are not any of your feelings. You are much greater than your feelings. You're much greater than your thoughts. You're much greater than any part of your physical being. You're much greater. So we have to be willing to let go of these things we, we wrap into our identity so that we can be free to be who we really are meant to be. And I think that's really the message in these kind of depression, malaise kinds of things. Um, I work with a lot of people in my personal legacy program to say, okay, if we're feeling this heaviness and we're feeling this kind of eh, gooky stuff, right? Then I go, okay, well, let's look at our personal legacy. Are we off base? Uh, what, are, what are we trying to bring to the world anyway? Do we, have we even thought about it? And what are we gonna do? And so we start digging in and start finding out. And what I realize is when we're all living in authentic alignment with our personal legacy, with who we're meant to be, then the symptoms of depression, even if they try to come in like a storm cloud, keep on moving. They don't have a place to nest and rest on us and make us feel all heavy and dark like that blanket I talked about. So it's important if you wanna pull yourself out of these kinds of doldrums and things like that, to be open to the possibilities, to let other people support you in who you are, to watch your language speak to the solution, not to the problem, right? Start looking around you in a curious manner for options and opportunities and take time to breathe and go within and look within you. Because what I know is that you're fully equipped. You have everything you need for this life to thrive and be happy. So joy being your natural state and hope being a sign of joy, right? Anything other than that's an altered state. So these kinds of, of depressive type feelings, they don't belong necessarily, just as a wave going through, but not as a permanent state or even a long lasting state. So we're allowed to feel them, experience them, go within and get the message, be curious and keep on going and allow yourself to be free of the old part of you that is married to the dysfunction, the dysregulation. I call it familiar pain. Sometimes people get stuck in their familiar pain because they've known it so long that they don't want to let it go because they don't know what it's going to be like even though they're miserable. So if you know anybody that has any familiar pain and they're stuck in that loop, Tell them to give me a call, share this, share this with them, and maybe something I say will help them get out of that endless loop so they too can be free. So another thing I use, I showed you my bowl in the beginning, is my chimes. I love these chimes because you can hear how they resonate. So when I do that, I know that that sound goes deep within to my cells 
and out into the universe at the same time. So I'm like in the culmination. I am standing here with my perfect light, knowing who I am in integrity, and anything other than that is refracted light. Give it a different name. Change the words to free yourself so that you're not stuck and let somebody be in your corner. Have somebody with you on your journey. Don't keep people away. The idea that we have to do things alone is not valid. It's, it's a teenage time frame that we go through as we're growing into who we really are. We want to be interdependent. So align people with you on your path, whether they're paid professionals, whether they're friends or buddies, have people in your inner circle. I have a combination of all of them. I have paid people in my life. I have other people in my life who are not paid and I have colleagues. I have all different kinds of people that are on my journey with me. So you want to have people on your journey with you. So I hope these tips for how to pull yourself out of depression have helped you. And if there's any questions or you need anything from me, contact me because I am always here to help bring people to their light, get you awakened, get you inspired, get you unstuck so that you can be free and happy and feel the joy filled life you are meant to have. So. Remember that until the next episode of Someone Gets Me to keep your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you. Remember you're a rock star and go out there and let your beautiful light shine like that beautiful lighthouse and be all that you are meant to be because you are uniquely qualified. You are uniquely equipped. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.